genre. Welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we cover the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I'm Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. Joining us one final time, our friend from Philly, Mike Kunda. Mike, welcome. Hey, thanks, guys. Great to be back. I had a crazy day yesterday. I had cats and dogs chasing me, but I'm here. I'm waiting to go here. Did you do any tours yesterday? I had two tours. Uh, I had the Swedish bikini team come in. Nice. And uh, the mothership came down and uh, took me, and I went home. Sounds like a busy Thursday. It was crazy. It was crazy. But uh, I'm so excited to be back talking to you guys. And, <laughs> and just for the record, none of that crap happened. <laughs> I don't need any crap from my wife. That. Right. Or a, a, a trip advisor. Oh, review. my God. Oh, my God. Hell no. <laughs> well, today we're knocking out minute 35, which begins with Rocky and Paulie walking. And it ends with Rocky and Paulie walking. So Rocky addresses the kids in the street playing stickball. He says he used to be deadly at stickball. <laughs> Yeah, used to be deadly. He's really he's a wordsmith, man. He he he's got a way with words. You know that was the that's the thing. You know, people think Sylvester Stallone is so stupid, but the man has a 160 IQ. He's a great writer, and uh, he's he's quite brilliant. He had such great street prose when he wrote this. It really wowed a lot of people. Like you, it it takes a smart guy to write a script like this. But he plays. But he plays the dope. To, to a T, perfectly. perfectly yeah. He does. Uh, so he asks Paulie if he's sure that Adrian knows he's coming. And Paulie says she's very excited, which we'll come to find out is not the case. <laughs> Sorry to pull you back know, the curtain on that one. I, I thought it was weird. Um, I know this is a couple days ago, but when Gazzo says to Rocky, you know, you know who's this girl you're going out with tonight? And talks about a date or whatever, but... I don't remember any conversation about a date. The conversation about Paulie at the bar was to come over for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I only want to take my sister out. I was come over to the house for Thanksgiving. Like my family invites me over to their house for Thanksgiving. I don't consider it a date. So where where there was never really a planned date that was mentioned that much like for even Gazo to know about it even. Right, right. You know, Jason, I don't think I like tone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, that's actually a good point. That that really is a good point. Um, the the only thing I would add, and this is again, I wish we could see every single second of Rocky and Pauly and Adrian's life. I guess we have to assume someone is saying something to someone. Um, only nobody tells anything to Adrian. <laughs> so right. that's uh, unfortunately. Yeah, poor Adrian just left in the dark. I know, I know. But, but poor Adrian. I mean, her her brother called her dried up, you know, earlier in the thing. Her people in the street think she's retarded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so poor right. Adrian. But yeah, poor Adrian. Luck, I think her luck's about to change, though. I, I mean, what Talia Shire did as the character of Adrian for me is beyond brilliant. You know, I mean, they want to share and Bette Midler and Susan Sarandon and Carrie Snodgrass. They wanted all these other actresses to play her, but you know. Uh, no one was sure that she could pull off a wallflower librarian type like Adrian, because in 72, she was the, dare I say, hot and gorgeous Connie Corleone. I mean, 
Oh my and god! Far from shy. Oh, far from shy, and she was just so beautiful. And you, you know, she had been coming off that success, and to win everyone over as Adrian, to me, that that just speaks of her skill as an actress. Okay. Um, he starts talking about the swollen hands. <laughs> I'm sitting here flexing my my hands as as I'm you know, saying uh, that. I had read a thing um, that Paulie wanted to give not Paulie Bert Young wanted to give Paulie. He, you know, the, the, that he had arthritis, mm-hmm. whatever. So he used to rub turpentine on his hands before the shoot. And I, I couldn't make the connection. I looked up turpentine on hands and, you know, obviously it gets paint off. But I don't right. I didn't make the connection to why that would make the audience think he has arthritis. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Can I just tell you a, little, a quick little story about this? Yeah. So, so. That's why you're here. So, <laughs> so this, the same the same week Sully lands in the uh, on the river in New York. Uh, that Saturday, I get invited up to Burt Young's house for about five hours to talk about Rocky. And uh, me and my manager, uh, Chris Wiseman, we go up and we're talking. And he tells me, I know all this, but I don't say boo about it because I'm being told movie history by Paulie Panino. So he tells me about the turpentine. And his explanation, and I happen to know this because I used to, uh, I used to work on my hands. I used to do drywall and painting. When you get turpentine on your hands and you don't like get it off quick and it evaporates, it makes your hands stiff, like a very arthritic. So working in a freezer all day long, you get very, and I used to work in freezers uh, years ago. And even at a young age, it would point with the joints. So Bert Young was not working in a freezer, but he it's like the actor who puts a pebble in his shoe to give his character a limp, right? Right, right, right. Okay, so that was the whole thing. So apparently when Bert Young was stumbling drunk around the streets of Philadelphia as Paulie Panino, there was no police around to keep passerbys off the set. So in between takes, drunks literally came up to Bert Young and they said, that ain't the way you do it. Drunks don't walk that way. This is how we do it. And the guy started walking. And that and Burt Young took lessons from literal drunks off the street uh, because that's the area where they filmed. It's a very depressed area, Kensington. It's only gotten worse now. And anyways, um, that's how uh, Burt Young uh, learned uh, to play drunk. Yeah, I did see an interview with him where uh, he said that he hung out with drunks around the neighborhood just to get their mannerisms and and, uh, things like that. Yeah, very true. All right, so Rocky suggests that Paulie goes to see a doctor. Yeah. Uh, Paulie says he doesn't need to see a doctor. He needs a different job. Uh, Rocky sees what he's getting at, so he changes the subject. I know I mentioned before about uh, Paulie's manipulation of Rocky. Yes. And I kind of think that this plays into that a little bit where he, he won't let this Mr. Gazzle thing go. It's like he's um, offering his sister to Rocky in exchange for him to talk to Gazzle for a job, which I think is a manipulation tactic. Sure, if that's what he's doing. I mean, he could either be just being a good friend and trying to hook his friend up with his sister, or, you know, he could be doing that. He could be just make, doing the whole thing just to try and get a job. It's hard to tell. I think Paulie is very... Uh, Manipulative in the beginning, though. 
I would agree. I, w- I would agree totally because as we go on, we will see the manipulations of of Paulie throughout the series. And uh, again, even if you go back and you uh, you search eBay for those Rocky novelizations one, two, three, and four, uh, you will see in greater detail how Paul uh, Paulie manipulates people around him. Uh, so uh, very observant on your part, my friend. You know, uh, when I was researching Burt Young for this. Uh, what he said about taking this part or whatever he he had mentioned one of the things about it was that um, the thing he liked was the growth of Paulie throughout the the whole Rocky series from one right up until you know where we are now but he um the thing was that you know Paulie grows just as much as the stories about Adrian and Rocky and their growth as a relationship their growth in their relationship but it's just as much about Paulie as well Paulie grows as a human being throughout the whole thing in the beginning, he's a manipulative drunk who seems selfish, doesn't care about anyone but himself. But by the end, you know, he seems, you know, he obviously loves and cares for Rocky and Adrian. He's taking care of them. I mean, and he's really, you know, doing everything he can to help them. You know, when he, he mentions it in, uh, you know, Rocky Four when he says, you know, if I could trip places with anybody, you know, it'd be you, Rock. So, he, you know, it's just as much about Paulie's growth as it is everybody else's. Well said. Totally. And they, in turn, show him love and respect back. Because they buy him a robot. Yeah, sure. I mean, they buy him a robot. <laughs> you don't buy a robot for just anybody. You got to really, you know, it's got to be really somebody special. <laughs> All right, so Rocky sees what Paulie's trying to get at, so he immediately changes the subject. He asks him if he has a big turkey or a small turkey. Rocky's changing. He's changing the subject because he knows Paulie is only going to end up dead if he works with Gazzo. He knows it. Right, right. Well, Paulie ignores him. He asks if he talked to him about Mr. Gazzo yet. Tell him I'm a good man. Nothing bothers me. I make a great collector. Busting bones don't bother me. So Rocky steers the conversation back to the turkey. He says, you got a big turkey, right? And then he addresses the Gazzo thing. Very short. Uh, He tells him, forget Gazzo. But he does start to say something first. He says, Gazzo's got a something something. And uh, in the script, he doesn't, in the movie, he doesn't finish the quote. But in the script, it says, Gazzo's got to come to you. Meaning that. You know, you don't just go to Gazzo and ask for favors and jive for a job with Gazzo. Right. He picks you, handpicked. Yes, exactly, exactly. Uh, Rocky says, it's a bad job. And then he asks Paulie for a match. He puts a cigarette in his mouth with a twisted end on it. It looks like a joint, though, doesn't it? Yeah. You know Stallone actually addressed that? Yeah, yeah. He said that uh, people thought it was a joint, but it was, in fact, a cigarette. And what he would do was, um, just as one of his... Ticks, he would twist the end of the cigarette to uh, just as a hat thing. <laughs> just, I think. All right, but Paulie won't let it go. He asks Rocky to go to him for me as a favor. Rocky brushes it off again. He tells Paulie about the last time he had turkey. It was a $2 special down at Horn and Hard Arts three years ago. You familiar with Horn and Hard Arts, Mike? Oh, that's an actual restaurant. That was a uh, chain that came back out in the the late the early 1900s, and then they had moved. Uh, they had a, uh, several locations in Philadelphia, and it was basically like a diner, like a luncheonette type of thing. It wasn't a lot. Of, it wasn't a real classy place. You could. Uh, I just did something on this on social media. I was doing a trivia. I put up a um, a poster for uh, uh, Horn and Hard Arts, and I said. Um, you know, can any Rocky fans impress me? Tell me how this relates to the Rocky universe. And uh, some guy from Pakistan said, "Oh yeah, that's where Rocky uh, with the turtles ate the, the three years ago." Oh, shit! <laughs> wow, your guys it blew blew my socks off, man. I was impressed. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, Horn and Hard Arts, 
was noted for operating the first food service automats in Philadelphia and New York City. They were pretty much vending machines. They opened up in 1924 uh, to sell prepackaged meals, which were pretty much just um, vending machines that spit out already prepared meals for you. Sounds delicious. I doubt it. (laughs) Uh, Their ad slogan was, Less Work for Mother. They were particularly popular during the Depression when macaroni and cheese, baked beans, and cream spinach were staple offerings. Ew. Yeah, but what's what's better? Does that sound better or does raw eggs sound better? (laughs) I'll pass on both. Thank you. I don't know. All right, so Rocky finishes by saying last year he and the Turtles had Spam. I've actually never had Spam. (laughs) Really? Never. (laughs) You never had spam. It's um, like meat in a can, spiced meat in a can. I, I know what it is. I never had it though. Oh man, growing up in the seventies, oh that was Tuesday night special. My mother would open up two cans of spam. Oh, it was unbelievable. All right, so Rocky sees Marie at the Atomicogi shop with the same group of kids uh, that she was there with the night before. The look on on Rocky's face in this scene right here. It's like a, it's like both anger and disappointment at the same time. Like he's, he, he just spent the, the walk home, which we covered, you know, previously, he spent the whole time talking to this girl, trying to help her out, mentor. He gave her some really good advice. Um, and here she is right back to where she was on the same corner with the same people doing the same thing. So it's kind of like he wasted his time. You know, he spent all that time talking to her and for naught. Right. Like a total waste of time. Like, why did I even bother kind of look? I I would agree. For me, that's one of the most amazing scenes that helped change my life. Because we get literally two and a half minutes or two and three quarter minutes of Rocky from at a a more of a wide angle shot walking. I patterned my walk after that to get down all the nuances of how Rocky would walk and talk and hold his hands and his everything. I'm telling you that single handedly may be the best way to learn how to imitate uh, Rocky walking. Oh, what the uh, pulling on the collar and the air punching, all all that, the sniffing and the, the, the punching. And I even keep a, I even keep the thing in my pocket, the, the, the notepad with a pillow, a little golf pencil. And I take it out and I start talking. I write, I write stuff down when I'm talking to people because I'll do like these big Rocky gigs where there'll be like six, six, seven thousand people in a room at the convention center in Philly. So about halfway through the night, they bring in a Ben Franklin lookalike, a Betsy Ross. It's open beer, open bar, right? So then they find somebody up on stage and they say, now we'd like to bring in a really special guest. They play the Rocky music. They open up the back doors. I come running through. I got the leather coat, the hat on, the fingerless gloves. I make my way through, and they're like, oh, whatever, screaming. I get up on stage. I say a couple stupid things, and then I act like I forget something, right? So I take out the notepad, and I start flipping through it at the microphone in front of 6,000 people. I'm like, no, this is uh, Del Rio. And then so I just start saying things that we saw Rocky with the notepad, and they go nuts. And so uh, these, these are the things this uh, that, that ha- I appreciate tremendously and this uh this scene where rocky looks uh as he's got the cigarette in his mouth and he sees little marie there and um he's just disappointed he's he's let down you know stallone um at first he wasn't sure if he can pull off this part he wasn't sure if he can play the emotion the way it's supposed to be played and just with his face acting right here i don't think you could have gotten somebody better to do it no i think how hard that is he says no words he has to convey that through physicality that is so brilliant how he does that so as rocky and paulie walk past all the kids that are hanging out at the hoagie shop 
uh, they pile out onto the sidewalk and watch Rocky and Paulie walk past. Now, you see, I have a question about this. Maybe you can help me with this, Mike. This, as he, Rocky references this place as Atomic Hoagie when he's having the conversation with Marie, but there's no Atomic Hoagie sign on the place. There's some other things on the place, and I have read somewhere that this may not actually be the same Atomic Hoagie shop. Like, this is not actual Atomic Hoagie shop. That that's, exists somewhere else. No, 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 no. Great question. That is, that's the Atomic Hoagie shop uh, from Rocky One. It's that's it. Um, the one. Are you talking about the one in Rocky Five that he points to? No, I, I know the, the 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 Atomic Hoagie shop in Rocky Five is a different, a totally different place. No, I, I read something on Total Rocky that the what people think is the Atomic Hoagie shop in Rocky One is actually a different. It's in a different location. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, there's there's a lot of re- restaurants with names like that. With a, a, there's a there's an atomic sub place or something like that in Kensington. That was a convenience store. I, that wasn't even a that wasn't even really like a a, a hoagie shop or anything. That, that that was like a total. Uh, yeah, Total Rocky might have the information on it. If she's got it on Total Rocky, she's amazing. Uh, she really is the foremost authority on all things Rocky. Uh, her, her name is Holly, and she's absolutely brilliant on it. Oh, you know the person that runs Total Rocky? Yeah, yeah. Holly is uh, – I've been friends with Holly for a long time. I helped her uh, when I first found all the Rocky locations back in the 90s. Um before GPS and Google Earth and whatnot, I drove. I drove around with my wife in the car. With I took Polaroids of Rocky on a VCR at home. So I took Polaroids, like thirty Polaroids of all key locations, and drove around with these Polaroids in my hand, trying to find the locations. And uh, then I I wrote down how I got there. And then years later, when Holly started her site, I sent her several other locations. Uh, and uh, you know, of course, uh, we've taken it to where where it is now at the tours. But um, anyway, yeah, long story short. Uh, you see, what I, what I have here is says, uh, the, this corner shop was a hangout for Marie and the Neighborhood Kids in the original movie. Later on, Rocky's son Robert found his own niche in a dirty street corner. This place looks very different these days after having undergone some major renovation. The Atomic Hoagie shop using Rocky Five is a different location. But this is what I'm talking about. It says here that uh, most internet sources place the Atomic Hoagie shop where Little Marie used to hang out in the Kensington area near the gym and the pet shop. While Kensington Mini Mart resembles, resembles it, it's not the right location. The real spot is actually here in South Philly at the corner of 12th and Cantrell to be exact. It looks nothing like it did in the film before, but uh, on the next block, Winston Street, is the parking lot where Rocky walked Little Marie across, and the other side is her house at 1124 Jackson Street. Correct. Winston Street is the little street where the kids were playing with the stickball. Um, that's Winston. Now, Little Marie's house has changed drastically. There's an awning over it. It's got a new brick facade. It's got new windows, new doors. Um, but it is is 1124 Jackson Street. And the people there are great. The lady who lives there, whenever I bring tours through, she's always taking pictures. She's a very sweet lady. All right. So Rocky asks once again. Uh, your sister knows I'm coming for sure, right? And Paulie again says, "Yeah, yeah, she's very excited." Sorry to break it to you, Rock, but uh, we're gonna have to wait until next week to oh, find out oh, that she has no idea you're coming. Which next week uh, is Thanksgiving night in the Panino House, and it's also Thanksgiving for us here in the good old U.S. of A. And when is that? That's that's what next week. Yeah, you bet it is. I got to tell you, I did not realize Thanksgiving was next week. It just sneaks up on you. <laughs> I better check with my mother. I haven't. I got to see if she needs me to get the turkey this year. Boy, oh boy, I better get on that. Or maybe the spam. Pick up some spam. <laughs> ah, just like the pilgrims. 
it's just like the pilgrims exactly all right well that's all i have for this week um mike we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come join us uh it was a blast this week and thanks again listen this has been uh, this has been one of the best weeks of my uh, my life. This has been so fantastic. I, you guys, I tell you what, I I hope I can come back in the guest chair at a later date and uh, hang out with you guys. And um, by the way, when you guys are ready to do Rocky Balboa, let me know. I was on set for uh, a long time, and uh, I got a lot of behind the scenes stuff to tell you guys. And uh, you may want to consider doing two minute Rocky podcast at that point. <laughs> No, but thanks, guys. Thanks for having me over. Uh, I had a great time with you guys. Uh, thanks for letting me mention my uh, my tour, the Ophelia Rocky Film Tour, and uh, all the other things we've been talking about. It's been uh, it's been absolutely great. Thank you. Speaking of the tour, we're we're definitely going to yeah. have to make make a trip out there. I really want to come on the tour. Yeah, from what you describe, it sounds like it's an incredible. An incredible time. Yeah, guys, come on. You got to take the tour, and then I'll, I'll make reservations. We'll have dinner at the end of the tour at the Victor Cafe where they filmed Adrian's, and uh, it'll be a, it'll be a, a great day. You'll, you'll love it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah can't, awesome. can't wait, man. Sweet. Well, we can't do it this week because it's Thanksgiving. Right. Get it before, let's try to get it before Christmas. I have a, it's a long time from now. We'll, we'll have, what, five, six weeks before Christmas? Five weeks before Christmas shoot hits us, so I'm, I'm thinking then. All right, man. Well, listen. Everybody out there, um, make sure you make a trip to Philadelphia. Go on Mike's website and schedule yourself a tour, just like me and Jerry are going to be doing very soon. Uh, Mike, again, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Thank you. We'll definitely be in touch, and, uh, you know, we'll set it up. Absolutely. Hey, yo, I'll call you. I'll just call you. Go, hey, yo. Uh, yeah, you're going to open the window? That's right. I'll just lift the crack window with duct tape, and I will call you. Yo, Paulie, your sister's with me. Your sister's with me. Oh, Paulie, your sister's with me. I'll call you back later. See ya. (laughs) All right. Well, everybody else, come join us next week uh, for minutes 36 through 40. Um, We're covering Thanksgiving, so get your turkey ready and get your bibs out because it's going to be a hell of a Thanksgiving week on the next Rocky Minute.